Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, everybody, to another I episode of The Weekly Planet where we talk... I, di- I didn't get to do my bing bongs. I'm just giving the people what they want. Everyone wants bing bongs from me. successful <laughs> podcast. No, I'm kidding, of They've course. already given you that. Please do the Fine. bing bongs. Bing bong. Bing, I've lost my... I've gone. I've, they've gone. It has to be fresh at the top of the show with the tippity top. <laughs> I can't do it at willy-nilly. You don't think that's something you could just... Pull out no, at any James, point in time? The specific magic of the bing bong, I don't think you understand. It comes fresh. It comes spontaneously from my heart to the ear it's holes of my listeners. It's because you planted at the top of the show. Yeah, but but every note comes out spontaneously from oh. my heart. Like a rainbow is different every time. Is it's that? Like a thumbprint is different every time in every human. Okay. It's it's it, it can't be replicated, James. Do you know one of the ways they uh, they identified Hitler's body? I believe was from his ear because um, ears are very ears, ears are unique. Bing bong, a big big bing bong. Oh, that got you fired Just like the idea of identifying Hitler's skull was like, yeah, that's well, my jam. For all intents and purposes, I don't think he was a very good bloke. So maybe you don't think that. I don't no. even know if that's true. I just remember hearing it. But right. we did once go to the place where he died. Remember? Yeah, we really it's did. It's like a car park. There's just like nothing there. Yeah. It's good. That's really, it was not as harrowing as I <laughs> thought. No, it was, it was, just, like, it was so, just like an empty car, car park. There's just nothing there. Correct. It's great. Uh, yes. Anyway, I don't know how we got onto that topic of conversation because it's devastatingly hard and difficult for many people. And also, life is tough enough. It certainly is. Can we move a lot along? Well, we right along. Here on Suggestible, we, <laughs> we sit together as man and wife and we say, we suggest things to each other. And one of us might be playing an upcoming video game but can't mention the name of the video game. Okay, okay. Let me set the scene, everyone. I'm Claire. James is here also. As we, he said, we are married. Mm-hmm. And this is the way it goes James gets excited about dumb things. And I recommend useful and practical and lovely yeah. and heartwarming. Claire might be like, and often I found very... a different type of garden steak or something <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. It's really interesting. Look, opposites attract. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That's That would how mean it works. you would fall in love with like an inside-out person. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like a pile of flesh and bones on the outside. Oh. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Like that. Oh, this, that reminds me of the characters. Just in case you didn't know, listeners, James often makes up characters for our son. Uh, and there was one for a while with, at bedtime. It was always at bedtime. That was ha- newly formed man. Yeah, it was like newly hatched from an egg. Oh, newly hatched. I'm <laughs> no, no, sorry. you're right. Newly formed man. He I was need like, to get it right. Didn't quite have it together. His legs weren't like, yeah, you know, he's still, still new on his feet and whatever. And I don't think you know how people actually come into the world. Why would I need to? I don't need to know that information. Anyway, what are you recommending this week? Oh, all right. Just on a quick side note, that did remind me of something, and I know we're doing too much tippity chat at the tippity top of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time I've said tippity top. Of this eppity op, yeah. <laughs> eppity op. It just reminded me of another thing our son asked me recently, which was do humans lay eggs and what? can babies ever come out of eggs? Do I think that? No, he asked me. 
Who? Oh, right. Our son asked me. Oh, sorry, I missed that. And I just, and, and he did it with such a serious expression yeah. on his face. And I thought, fair enough, because I've, you know, I've, I've done a lot of different, I'm just very bright, well, blunt and explained an, and honest an, about everything. There's an egg involved, you know. Exactly. That's what I said. I said it all very plain and simple, straight out there. But, yeah, it's just really – and it, it it occurred to me, like, his little brain was ticking over because I know, you know, he's like crocodiles lay eggs and yeah. dinosaurs lay eggs and, like – so Dad does his character called Newly Hatch Man, so – It's probably not helping. <laughs> no, anyway. Mm. Just so that was interesting. It's just so interesting watching a person just, uh, like, you collecting gotta, knowledge like a bowerbird about all, it all the out. yeah and the, well, life is weird mm. like there's no consistencies like he's learning to read and there's all these patterns in words and he'll you teach him spelling patterns and then he'll and then some word will be like thrown in there and he'll be like well that doesn't make any sense and I'm like I can't I can't help you like eyes why is eyes spelt e y e s I don't know doesn't make any sense he's like doesn't make sense mum. I'm like, I know, mate, I can't help you. I'm sure people who have English degrees could, but I can't. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and I think that takes you Here's through life. confusing. I just saw this right now on Twitter. Uh, the animal skeleton, how scientists would recreate it. So it's a rabbit skeleton, yeah. what it would look like if you just recreated it, but what the rabbit, what it actually looks like. That's really interesting. I didn't know a rabbit skeleton looked like a demon. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Because there's no ears on it. It just looks no. like a so like there you go. So, well, like. no one can see this on this audio medium, mm. but that is interesting, James. Thank you. If you Who go knew? to Verbrant, Vermbrant on Twitter. By interesting, I meant completely not interesting at all. That is interesting. <laughs> You've seen that as a skeleton before of a rabbit? No, but all skeletons look creepy, right? I mean, you know that it's Isn't not going to have MO? ears on it. You know that it's, that it's not going to have ears on it, obviously. Yeah. Because, like, human ears. You can identify rabbits through, no, because, you know, there's what no bones here? in it. But, like, you take this, the ears off a rabbit, it's nothing. It's a rat. <laughs> it is a lot creepier. It's a rat, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, actually. It is a lot creepier without the ears. Yeah. Uh. Because they're all like folded in on themselves. Exactly. Anyway, what are we doing? All right. But I love rabbits. If you're a rabbit, I'm sorry. We love you. Is it my turn to go first? So the way to show yeah, works, recommend things to watch, read, and listen to, and I am going to go tippity-tart. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we know. We've done this already. I said we were married, and then you said it again, and we said what the show was, and then you said what the show was, and then you said it again. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. Let's this is- go. Fine. All right. Here we go. I'm I'm right up there. Okay. So my first recommendation is a TV series called The Victim. My lovely friend Anna recommended this to me and also your mum oh, recommended good. it to me as well. And when two people recommend you things, you know you really got to check it and out. That's legit. And they were spot on. It's right up my alley. So The Victim is a four-part Scottish thriller miniseries starring Kelly MacDonald, James Harkness, John Hanna, and John Scoogle. I know John Hanna. Is he from The Mummy? Uh, correct, he is. He's also uh, oh, he's from For It, which is my favourite speech where he's like, stop all the clocks. Does he do the speech? Yes, mm. he does. He reads at, at the funeral. It's like oh, yeah. a, he reads the poem. Anyway, it's very beautiful. I don't think that's um, a good movie. Okay, all right. Well, let's not go down <laughs> that <laughs> rabbit hole, <laughs> that earless rabbit hole. Yeah, anyway, go on. <laughs> Let me continue. So the series was produced by STV Studios and broadcast on BBC One in April 2019. You can find it in Australia on SBS On Demand. Oh, yeah. And it was shot in Edinburgh. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. 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 Glasgow. Yeah. Port. Glasgow. I'm so sorry if you're Scottish. This is all terrible. And Largs. Largs. Is that how you say it? Largs. I think it's pronounced. Largest. Haggis. 
<laughs> anyway, go on. Kilt. Kilts. Barren. Is that something? Barren. Barren. Sorren. Oh, is that like an Irish drum? What's that called? Isn't it a sorren? It's like a that s- thing at the front. <laughs> oh, that's of the what kilt. I'm thinking of. The sorren. Correct. <laughs> Who knows? It's all. Te- I'm so sorry. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Oh, I only know that because I remember I read a book as a kid about a Scottish explorer who went through the middle of the desert in Australia and came across a paradise and there was a talking kangaroo there. And I'm like, sick. Wow. I feel like that was a recurring trope in books of my childhood, mirages. Yeah, a lot of mirages. Yeah. That was one of those things as a kid as well, and I've seen people post this. It's like a lot of childhood is like, there's quicksand. You better look out. <laughs> never seen it. Never seen it. And even if you do stumble across it, it's not even like. Actually, that reminds me of something else. We went to like the river and our son stood next to the river because that's all we could do in the way. We can't go anywhere. And and his well, feet started no, we're okay. opening up. And his feet started to sink. This is when we couldn't go anywhere. His feet started to sink into the sand. He literally went, Oh, quicksand. <laughs> and I was like, it's actually not a very common occurrence at all. I know that all the stories you're told really do paint a picture like there's a lot yeah, of quicksand. No quicksand. That's not quicksand. No. But of course you would think that. Yeah. Because like literally everyone gets swallowed in quicksand. Anywho. Back, can I go back to the story now? Please. All right. So it's actually quite a serious drama and very harrowing. So just a heads up. Uh, it's also very Moorish. So you can kind of – it's four parts and I ended up watching it in one night because I have uh, no willpower. Um, <laughs> so the story goes, bereaved mother Anna Dean, who is played by Kelly McDonald. Her young son was murdered by an older boy 14 years prior. So it's kind of set 14 years after her son's murder. Okay, okay. Um, So the older boy was a teenager at the time. Now, she goes on trial for inciting murder after she's accused of posting online the new identity and dress of the man she believes murdered her son. So the boy who murdered her son was convicted and then he was sent to a juvenile prison for seven years and then obviously because he was a juvenile he was released but under a new identity because the case was apparently notorious because it was a very, very violent crime. Okay, okay. Um, and so he goes under an alias with a new name and they resettle him somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then she outs, um, or, or we're not sure, but as the story goes, she thinks that this guy that she outs online with his address is the guy that actually did murder her son and he's brutally attacked. Oh, right, so okay. So because she posts this thing on social media with his address, He's brutally attacked. He almost dies. She is then taken to court over the fact that she's done this because, A, it's illegal to do that, but it's also inciting murder. Right. Um, and so most of the series well, is set. that's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Most of the series is set within the courtroom and then it jumps back and forth between her life and her family life and what her life has been like and Craig Myers, who is the guy who's been brutally attacked. Now he's living with his daughter and wife. In a, in a townhouse and um, it's a, it opens on Halloween night where his daughter's going trick-or-treating. So Biggest he seems in. like this really lovely guy. The right. fact that he's brutally attacked, his daughter witnessed the attack uh, um, yes, yes. and then it starts to become clear and I don't want to spoil anything, but it does become clear that um, he had a difficult childhood mm. and, and he's really things made something of himself. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so as it goes on, it kind of, builds an idea about morality, about the fact that life isn't always black and white. There are lots of shades of grey. You're not sure whether Craig Myers really is the guy or not and yeah. if that was you, so would it's a, you do it's, that? Is it a little bit of who done it and a little bit of what for? Correct. And on top of uh, 
Correct. Yeah. A lot of and, and and set in a moody moody Scotland. Oh my God. Um, look, Kelly McDonald is incredible in this. Uh, there's a lot of okay. kind of close ups of her face. Now you'll re- re- uh, recognise her oh, from okay. a lot she's of things. From, I said this the other night. She's from Transporting. Mm, she is, and, and Gosford Park, Intermission, Nanny McPhee. You know, Country for Old Men, Boardwalk Empire. She's even in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part is she Two. In that? Oh, um, is this Harry's mum? Um. She might be. I don't know if she is actually. I'm not sure who she is. No, she's sorry. She's Helena Ravenclaw. Ah, Helena Ravenclaw. There you go. She's also in Brave as well. She the main Brave. No, she's her mother, I think. Oh, okay. And she's also in a Black Mirror episode called Hated in the Nation. And she's also in one of my favorite. Hated in the Nation. I I can't remember. Not sure. And she's also in Line of Duty season six, which uh, you know is one of my faves. So um, she's just brilliant in this, and and does a really good job of drawing oh, drawing the bees you one. into her world. That's a good one. That is a really good one. Yeah, of Black Mirror. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly does a really great job of depicting a mother who is just tortured by the death of a brutal murder of her son, and even she has like a teenage daughter and another son who is the same age as her son that passed away. Okay. Um, she, I guess, has been trying to find out the identity of the guy who murdered her son since the trial because mm. she firmly believes that he's so violent and awful that it's a she's doing it not just for um, herself, for vindication or whatever, or vengefulness, but as a public service because she thinks he's so dangerous that it's a crime that the police have allowed him to go and live a normal life. Yeah, okay, I sure. I mean, you know, and he should be in he should be locked up forever basically. And that's why she takes things into her own hands. So anyway, really really interesting. John Hanna plays the detective who's kind of spearheading her trial yeah. and um that's kind of really interesting. He's kind of an interesting character too. He has some kind of murky things like with some sexual um misconduct allegations made against him and he's quite tortured himself. And so there's just lots of shades of grey. So it's um it's not actually based on. How many shades of grey? Uh, four and a half. Interesting. Yeah, just four and a half, not it's too not many. That, not that many. You know, it's more than two, it's less than six. Less than 50. <laughs> You're right. should have said a big number. Anyway, I think what's really interesting is it's not set on any particular, like it's not a true story. Yeah. But it is inspired by or has echoes, I guess, of a case called the James Bolger murder that happened in 1990 in which 10-year-old John Venables and Robert Thompson tortured and killed three-year-old Bolger in Boodle, Liverpool. I do do know this story. I watched a thing about it recently. It was awful. They basically kidnapped this kid and, like you said, tortured and murdered him and now it's like, is one, are they both still alive? But, yeah, they were children at the time and one of them might have been leading the other boy or whatever. Yeah. I don't really know. It's just, like, terrible. It's, it's really awful. Yeah. Horrendous. And, and there's echoes of that in the story in this particular TV series, but it's not based on that story, if that makes sense. It's just kind of inspired by those two boys. I'm not sure if they're still alive, but they definitely were released from prison and resettled, which is, I think, where um, the writers got the the idea for this from because this happens actually quite a lot where juveniles who have committed crimes are then resettled under a different name so they can restart their life. And it's just such an interesting area, isn't it? I mean, it's super heartbreaking and depressing. Mm. But also you you feel like people deserve redemption, but then also is that behaviour an indication of someone who is highly violent and should they be in the community, you know? it's And it's interesting. It's like as a a kid, it's different. You know, you obviously 
change a lot. Mm. But, I mean, if I knew somebody who did that, I wouldn't <laughs> let my kid near them even if they did it when they were, yeah. they were a kid. But, yeah, that's. Yeah. But then aren't we, we aren't we saying we're always able to rehabilitate I people? I completely believe in that. Don't you what, give people what second I am, chances? I think most I things know. are. Most things are redeemable, I would say. There is there are obvious exceptions. Mm. But um it doesn't mean that I would be comfortable with like <laughs> leaving my kid with them, do you know what I mean? Oh no, absolutely. And I think that goes to the heart of the victim, which mm. is that Anna is saying Anna Dean, the mother mm. who's bereaved, is saying that this that boy is so dangerous because of his behaviour, it's a warning sign and he was just yeah. gonna do it again under a different name. Yeah. But then the the show is really clever at kind of getting you to think from the other perspective as well and kind of understand why a kid might go to that length and why he might commit that kind of brutal yeah. attack. And then you start to have compassion for him as well, yeah. which is really, really interesting. And, and I do think, as I always say to you, empathy I think is such a a powerful thing and we need more of that at the moment when everyone mm. just seems to be shouting at each other all the time. Yeah. Being able to walk in someone else's shoes and try and understand why they do the things that they do I think is at the heart of us being able to keep a cohesive society. I completely you know? agree. And I think like you know, people talk about cancel culture and whatever and people have old tweets or have said terrible things. I think they should act absolutely. Like if you're remorseful and you're learning and you're moving forward, then there's no reason why people can't, you know, come back from something from, you know, again, most things. And, and obviously, and, and it's, it's here as well, I was going to say, you know, there's a big, it's a big part of the US is like the prison industrial complex and that, that's not really really rehabilitation. It's basically just, just locking up thousands, you know, more than that, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, for basically, under the, like it's really just corporation just making money off prisoners essentially. But uh, look, not to get into it, but yeah, <laughs> rehabilitation is good is my point. Right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a really interesting show and I think it brings out a really interesting discussion because the flip side of that is people who commit these kind of atrocities, we need to be protected yeah, absolutely. as a society think, as well. Again, so I just there, I don't really have any answers. Yeah, there are, lo- like, there are lines, you know what I mean? And, yeah, 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 exactly. And I, obviously every so line is different. but Yeah, so anyway, person, but, but um, this show I think is a really good one to watch with a friend or a partner or the person you live with. We can have a chat. No, really. I, I, we didn't watch it together, but I wish that we had because it is, there's so much in it and it takes twists and turns and there's a big discussion to be had Twists afterwards. and turns and sick burns. Sick burns. Anyway, the victim on uh, SBS On Demand or on BBC One Television. Terrific. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Over to you. Well, look, like I said, I am playing a mystery video game. What is it? <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't say. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm been watching again New Amsterdam, Claire. I talked about this a couple of years back. 
uh, but it's created by David, David Shuler, and it's Shulner, sorry, and it's based on the book Twelve Patients' Life and Death at Bellevue Hospital. It's inspired by the, that hospital, but it's uh, basically the oldest public hospital in the U.S. And I'm I'm into I'm on to season four now. I'm well into it. I love the personal dramas. I love the medical expertise. I love the perils and trials of the healthcare system. Do you know what I mean? It deals with all of that. Now, as, as I said, I'm uh, under season four, but season three opens with this like awful montage of like frontline workers uh, in like in the in the, f- in the full grip of the pandemic, just rinsed by it. Do you know what I mean? And so, you know, this is pre-vaccine and like they're all like marks on their face with like PPE gear and just people dying everywhere all around them and everyone's getting sick and they're overworked or whatever. So the a lot of season three addresses all of that. Do you know what I mean? It goes because you can't as a medical drama, you can't kind of sidestep something like that. And it's one of those things where like you'd think, I don't want to watch anything about the pandemic. I'm not interested. But it was, I just thought it was handled really well. But look, if you love Grey's Anatomy, fuck Grey's Anatomy. This show is way better. It's really oh. good. I like it. And I like the main people in it. And they're like, this is hospital dramas, but I'm gonna I'm doing what I can. And I'm like, this is all right. I like this show. <laughs> and that's called New Amsterdam, right? Amsterdam. I I think it was on Netflix. I think they took it off. It's on Stan here now. Ah, yes, I've seen that. And I'm just repeating the name of the show because we did have some listener feedback and we always appreciate that, that we should repeat the name of the things that we do more. And I agree with that. And it's also it's linked below. Collings always links them below. Correct. He does in the show notes. However, if Including you can't find those. a mystery video game, which I'm not playing. All right, but New Amsterdam. I need to watch that because yeah, you know cool. why? Because I'm starting to think that maybe you have a few good suggestibles up there, up your bum, up I your got sleeve. A few up, I got a few up there. Right. Do you know why? What's that? Because this week I have finally started watching a really great show. Oh, that here we go. Maybe a few people have mentioned and maybe Welcome you've talked to me in passing. to the beginning <laughs> of 2020, everybody. What have you got for us, Claire? <laughs> I don't know if anyone's heard of this tiny, tiny show called Ted Lasso. Yeah. And then look, <laughs> when I started watching it, to be fair, the week that it began, it oh, does yeah. feel like a tiny show, you know? It feels yeah. like a quaint little English kind of comedy with some American actors that they've kind of flown in to film it. doesn't feel like much, you know what I mean? You wouldn't think it would be like this worldwide phenomenon. But it's become, but no, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because in the first episode I'd watched like back when you suggested it many moons ago, even though I don't listen to a lot of your suggestions, but I did and I just couldn't get into it. I was like, I don't know about this. But maybe by the third episode I am so invested Mm. and it's lovely. It's just a lovely world to exist in Mm. because like at the moment, I know maybe the stakes change, but it just feels cozy and and wholesome and there's just wonderful advice about life and like really mm. it's just glorious. And there's just so much in there about picking yourself up and dusting yourself off and being kind and compassionate. And I think the more we can have that of that, the better. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. It's Delicious. good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's so – and it's just – I was watching him coach and thinking, God, I was not a very good teacher because <laughs> he's so amazing at bringing out the best in the, you know, sure. in the guys in the team and I just thought that was beautiful. Anyway, that is not actually my suggestible. I'm going to do a sneaky. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, first, I'm going to show you something that blows your mind. Okay. You know, going to uh, spoil it for me because no, 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 I'm only you know, like four episodes. You know in. the blonde, um, the woman who runs the club? Correct, yes. Um, do you know who that is? Yes, where is she from? The nun from Game of Thrones. <gasps> it's the same woman. Oh, my goodness. There Hannah you go. Wong. I mean, I can tell they're both the same person. I know. But they're that's not, crazy. That's that is like crazy. The, it's like, oh, yes. That's nuts. 
anyway. There you go. It's not that nuts. They no, it cute. is. Look, it doesn't even look like that. No, it absolutely does. She's I mean, it does when you look at it. Habit. Anyway, the dog's dog's getting out. I gotta open the gate, the thing, the fence. What the is door. happening? Door. Oh, Human guys, door. he's really lost it now. He's also dressed all in grey with his grey hair and his grey t-shirt and pants. It's just an old grey man at the moment. This is a faded <laughs> blue clothes, Claire. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, what's, what's your real recommendation? All right, I'm sorry about the grey comment. So it's a picture book. This one is a book a recommendation for kids and also adults. It's one of those sort of picture books that you could pick up and it is recommended for f- sort of five years old and, and plus and written in that way. However, I think everyone could get something out of it. Okay. It's called Hey Warrior. It's written by psychologist Karen Young and illustrated by Norville Dovidonite. 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 I hope I pronounced that right. It talks about anxiety in kid-friendly terms and it's the best book I think I've read for actually talking specifically to kids about their brain and what's happening in there. So it has these beautiful illustrations of a blue fuzzy character that takes the form of the amygdala, which is the part of your brain that is, is responsible for that fight and flight, yes. you know, fight, flight, freeze. Isn't it like a, it's like a real like carnal like animal element. Yeah, it's like the lizard part of your brain, right? Um, And so in this, they really talk through the science of what's happening in your amygdala when you feel anxiety. And I think especially at the moment with the pandemic, but also just life in general, stuff is going to happen. Carnal's more sexual. I I misspoke then. But anyway, please go on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I think you meant like um, primeval maybe? No, I meant carnal. But anyway, go on. Please go on. Primordial? Primordial makes more sense. Sorry. Yeah, all right. Anyway, and I, what I love about this is the uh, because the amygdala um, is actually a, a genuinely a part of your brain that affects how your body moves and feels. You know, it can um, elevate your heart rate. It can make your breathing run faster. It can um, send all this energy to different parts of your body because as, you know, an animal in a scary situation, you're getting ready to just run, Right. From, a, from the tiger or whatever scary situation it is. So it will send, you know, a whole lot of blood to your legs to get you to run really fast. And so it can't distinguish. And in the book they do this in a really clever way. They talk yeah. to the child about this blue fuzzy creature and you give it a name and it's known as your amygdala and it can't distinguish between something that is actually really dangerous for you and something that's actually not that dangerous. Yes. That might just be a new situation or a, or a nerve-wracking situation. And I thought that was it's such a cool way of explaining to kids in a really matter-of-fact manner why they feel anxious, why their body feels the way that it does, and then because of that they have the power to control their amygdala and talk to it and say, actually, don't be afraid, we've got this, we're okay. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, and the first thing they say in it is that anxiety is a sign that you're about to do something really brave. Oh, and okay. I really liked that That's too. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, and it gives kids really specific ways of calming down their amygdala. Yeah. And so by giving it a name like, I don't know, Petal or something, <laughs> and then talking to Petal and and they have this beautiful blue creature to kind of imagine that lives inside their brain that sometimes it overreacts. Mm. and can kind of hug you too tight and smother you a bit because it's trying to protect you and keep you safe and you're the one that needs to talk to it and talk it down and say, actually, we're okay, I've got this. And because it's written by a psychologist, I can just see even as an adult when I read it, it just reminded me again, oh, that's right, 
these are these responses, sometimes it manifests as butterflies in your tummy or just a sore tummy or an upset gut. Yeah. And and tummy issues and toileting issues or Sometimes it can manifest as like sweating and like fast breathing. Yeah. Or um, like aggression or, or, or aggression. Fear and fear, whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. your legs going really wobbly or you just clam up and freeze. You know, all of those kind of physical symptoms that you might have are your body's way of protecting you from whatever's going Absolutely, on. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just thought that was, um, and it can't distinguish, which I think is also, I know I've said that before, but I think that's a really powerful thing that to know that. You know, you might be feeling anxiety in a situation that isn't actually going to cause you any harm, but you yeah. can still feel all those things because you've got this kind of amygdala that's on hyper alert. Yeah. And it's kind of like a cool superhero. They it's talk about it like really that interesting. too. I like the way that like I think a lot, you know, a lot of the way that, you know, that you look at like mental health and things like that, you can address it in kids at an earlier age in a way they understand, which I think didn't really exist as well when we were Younger, yeah. you, know, you know, which I th- think is really terrific and just being able to be aware of your emotions and feeling them and not being just like, just go, be brave or whatever. It's like, no, there's there's reasons for this happening and you can actually. Yeah, and, know, and I think um, there's something special about it, about this particular book because it talks about the science behind it. Yeah, that's exactly and, and, it. And yeah. I think for all of this stuff in kids and in adults, what works for one person won't work for another. Totally. But I think that for some kids and I think for some people and for me, I know actually understanding that it's not just in my head, like I really do feel a tummy upset or I really do have shaky legs because my brain is working in a certain way and sending signals to my body. And there's something really calming about that. It's a bit like when I understood more about my hormone cycle, Mm. I can understand why I feel the way I do so I can articulate it and say I'm feeling this particular, like enraged about the socks (laughs) on the floor or something, but I can sort of separate enough to know I might be feeling enraged and, yes, that's annoying, but it's also partly to do with where I am in my cycle or that I haven't slept enough or, you know, that there might be something else going on and it is really powerful. Um, And it allows kids to become more at ease with their own emotions and articulate their feelings and I think it's a really cool life skill to be able to move forward with as they get older. There's also a really cool, the cool things about you checklist, which helps children understand the things that make them wonderful and sort of builds up their self-esteem as well. Um, And I like that idea of going through life with a little cool things checklist that you can go back to when you are really feeling down on yourself. And I know it's quite simplistic, but I think adults are just big kids, right? Absolutely. You know, and I often do that. I know that kind of sounds a bit naff, but I do sometimes find myself when I can spiral into a really glum headspace, I list off some of the things that I think are awesome about me. What's on your list? Oh, about you. (laughs) Cool. What's on your list? No, I'm not sharing. That was embarrassing. (laughs) I mean, I've just told everyone else everything else, but oh, look, I you don't have no, no, you know, you, no, you but but I do think because it, I mean, that it's going to make me sound arrogant. I'm just like, I'm going to just list off all the things that make me the There's best. There's nothing wrong with being like, hey, you're good at something, so like something you're allowed to like yourself. I think that's a good thing. Isn't yeah, it? it is, and I do like myself, but it takes work. I yeah, think it's totally. like it's like an it's like the relationship or any relationship, right? Like a friendship or a marriage or whatever else it is. You don't just automatically stay connected and like that person all the time. Yeah. You sort of, it takes work and input and I think it's the same. And probably the relationship you have with yourself is the most important, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that anyway, on my cool things checklist, 
I go, I sometimes when I'm gone for a walk, I'm like, Claire, I think it's time to whip out the cool things checklist. Maybe find a letter that you wrote to yourself in 1990. Oh, I hope we got feedback for that, did we? <laughs> yeah, my mum said she liked it. She, she, did. she had a good yeah. giggle no, it was over great. that. It was we did. I got a few uh, little emails about that. People thought it was hilarious. It well, was pretty fun. Speaking of emails, you uh, you promised last week that you were going to bring up the submarine email. <gasps> we're saving it for this very week. And speaking of uh, things that are coming up, next next week it's the spookiest time of the year. I'm not just talking about tax time mm. because we are doing our Halloween special where Claire Ooh. is forced to watch spooky things. <laughs> That she hates and then report back, oh, my God, I've got so many things ready to go. Of course you do because basically everything you watch is spooky. Though you don't really like horror, but you just – No, I like good horror. All right. I just don't like just like boo horror. You know what I mean? It's got to be like about something. Can you do that again? Boo. I'm a ghost. I'm in your room. Mad ghost. It's like 90s rapper dude. Yeah. Yes, I don't want to do this. I don't like spooky things. You gotta do it. Life is spooky talk enough. To your, talk to your amygdala and tell <laughs> it to get its shit together. Petal, calm down. Yeah. Settle, petal. Settle. You don't petal, have to be petal. spooky. It can be like Oh, well, yes, you literally just said to me it has to be spooky. It's got to be something Halloween themed. It could be a fun kids Halloween thing. Can I, can I do that? Can I yeah. do fun? Okay, listeners, if any of you have any recommendations for spooky movies or TV shows that I could watch that won't send me into a spiral and make my amygdala feel all right, I would love and to get some And don't trick Claire. Don't be like, this is fun, and then you trick her. I wouldn't want to do that, would oh, you? Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. I'm just having flashbacks of that time you were telling me about the Christmas movie that turned out to be a horror movie. Movie and everyone ended up in a slow oh, The Krampus. And I was yeah. so excited because I had so much Christmas joy and you just shat all over my Christmas joy. <laughs> People still write in about that occasionally. Okay. They loved it. Oh, I'm glad. It's very Anyway, awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think our listeners would that to me. Actually, yes, they would. They love your show. Of course they would. No, no, Trick I think me. a lot of people on your side, if I'm reading a lot of reviews, it's just like, Leslie Lovely and James could go fuck himself. <laughs> There's a lot of that. No, <laughs> anyway, please. All right, um, okay. So, oh, this is so good. So a little while ago I may have talked about a little TV show called Vigil, which mm. is murdering people set on a submarine. Oh, yeah. Um, with a fantastic detective. Anyway, I loved it. It's not everyone's cup of tea. It certainly was mine. I really enjoyed it. And so after that, we got a really cool email from Quinn Murphy. Now, I'm going to read it to you, and this is so exciting. And it was so exciting that I started and then I forgot to tell you about it. So, howdy, my name is Quinn Murphy from Seattle. I just heard you talk about the submarine murder mystery. I work on a submarine. I'm an unwanted navigator. What does that mean? Uh, Maybe I think he means underwater. Maybe navigator. he's unwanted. Maybe he's like, oh, do you guys need any directions? And I'm like, get out of here. You're an unwanted navigator. <laughs> All right. I think, Quinn, I'm going with underwater okay. navigator. And I'm often underwater for three months at a time. That's way too long. It is so long, which is part of what Vigil was about, that they're just on this, like, submarine for months and months and months at a time. Vigil, if you will. Yeah. I always download all the Planet Broadcasting podcasts to listen to at the bottom of the ocean. That's cool. I find this so cool. Claire mentioned she doesn't find submarines too interesting, which is okay. What? I I know. You said that? I don't remember, but maybe I did. But I'd like to suggest something that might change that. The YouTube channel Smarter Every Day. I know Smarter. I know that channel. Has a great family-friendly educational series about submarines. Everything from making food on a sub to fighting fire. He even talks about submarines under the ice at the North Pole. 
You'll learn how we make oxygen and clean water on an underwater boat. I find it all super cool, and I don't think most people realize just how much goes into making a submarine work. Thanks for the endless content that gets me through the long deployments underwater. I'd imagine, and look, not knowing anything about, so I'm just going to add this to my um, queue. It's like the second thing that's smart every day. It's like the second option. It's like submarines. I mean, yeah, because you're in a metal tube underwater, so there'd be a lot of things to like constantly do so it doesn't run out of oxygen or fill with water and you die. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's similar to space travel, right, in that way. Yeah. I mean, obviously very different, but... There's lots I mean, of similarities, need, right? You need it airtight, and that's one of the things. Yeah, I know. Actually, did, I take um, it back. I find it very interesting, Quinn. Thanks for writing. Quinn mention uh, the movie Down Periscope with um, Kelsey Grammer and how accurate that is <laughs> to the submarine experience? No, he does not. But, Quinn, if you would like to write back into us and tell us your thoughts, I would love to hear them. About. I want some more submarine-related facts. I loved it. I want to know so what much. you think of the 1996 Kelsey Grammer starring <laughs> – Comedy, good fun time down cool. Periscope. Excellent. Do you know what? This, On Disney Plus right now. So Quinn's email was awesome. And you know the other email I really enjoyed that wasn't for Suggestible, it was for the Weekly Planet, but it was when you did the oh, James yeah. Bond stuff. We're, did you um, ever read about that? Well, well I'm, I've been holding on to it until we do the James Bond episode. Oh, okay. So I better not yet. spoil it. No, I mean you can, whatever. No, but there's just a really cool email that we got through our site and it's top secret spy stuff. Yeah. In an email that was sent to us about the boys from the Weekly Planet. And it's so cool because it's all James Bond themed and I just loved it. And it was this like really fun and interesting insight. Anyway, I it's won't spoil anymore because it's the world of espionage. Or espionage. It just, France. it never fails to make me feel so happy um, reading where people listen to the show. Sure, I know. It right? Really fast. It's so fascinating and so cool. We just have the coolest listeners, which reminds me. If you would like to email in, just like Quinn has, you can uh, email us at suggestiblepod at gmail.com or send us a voice memo. Just do it in your phone. You could be walking the dog. Send us a little chat to chat and we'll put it in the show. We love it when we hear from different locations as well. It's you could really be fun. looking at a rabbit skeleton and being like, what is this? Quinn could record from underneath the water. You could sing the song <laughs> Under the Sea. He could. In the voice of Sebastian the Jamaican Crab. Ba -ba I wonder if he's ever seen Sebastian under the sea. I uh, probably not. No. All right. Well, that was cool. All right. Off over to you. That's it. I reckon for this week. I have one, but I'm, I'm going to save it uh, because okay. why not? We're, we're you know, around forty minutes. Have we been at this week? No. Thank God. Sponsors. Oh my God. We're going to lose a lot. Luckily, of we can put the um, the uh, the ad. They insert automatically into this. They chuck one in the middle on our platform. Thank goodness. Do you know what I mean? But I don't have to record anything for that. Just chuck kind it. Kind of. Bullshit I have to deal with on a daily basis. Hey, man, people understand that we need to eat food. You know what I mean? Do See, they, James? Ads and stuff, yeah. Cool, I know. It's more the advertisers that are going to hear this. No, I should say we own the advertised things that we like, Like, I guess, would be. Is like the right word? Tolerate. I don't know what is happening here, <laughs> but you're digging yourself into a deeper and deeper hole. Hey, man, you can actually dig us out of a hole on iTunes by giving us a review right now in app. Here's one, right? Are you ready for this? It's from Nathan Swap who says, a dynamic, a dynamic duo. The show's host's deep love for each other is fantastic to listen to and I appreciate their marriage story. But enough about James and Meso. Got him. Got him. <laughs> They're lifelong friends who care for each other. And I got him. Anyway, suggestible is fun. I don't follow up on anything suggested, but that's not why I listen. I just enjoy the dynamic of this less successful 
podcast. I really love the fact that people keep calling us the less successful podcast. But when we're more successful, then we switch it up. Switcheroo. We flip the script. Flip the script. When Mason gets cancelled for all his secret murders, no. this, will be, <laughs> this will be the more successful one. Anyway, let's get out of here. Eh? All right. Bye. Thank you, Collins, for the edit, and thank you thank for listening, you. everybody. We've Goodbye. been Suggestible Pod. You can always find all the recommendations in the show notes, just a heads up, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Bye. Uh, uh. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.